0: Before we begin, I do want to uh, acknowledge those who are suffering in the Houston area and um, Corpus. Was it Corpus Christi? Is that right? Um, uh, Wes and what? Yeah, Rockport um, and, and all up and through Louisiana. Uh, Wes and Beverly Stone actually have children in that area um, in Baytown. Is that correct? Um, and have y'all heard from them so far? Or this morning, yet? Yep. through, um, And quit Okay. Um, so they're getting kind of surges of it right now. Um, well we're gonna want to pray for those people and pray that they um, just that God be with them. So let, let's pray. God, thank you for your love and grace and mercy on us. And God, we are we are easily injured Easily overtaken by the elements and by our surroundings, we um, we need your protection. Um, so please, off, please give your protection to those in um, the way of this hurricane. Those who are um, who will be out of home, who will be looking for um, someone to take care of them. God, send them your kingdom. Uh, send your kingdom their way, so that they can. Um, be lifted and protected and um, granted uh, benevolence by your church. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Well, I grew up so church of Christ that I was church of Christ. Like just with an apostrophe after the O. Um, I, I, I was there every... Uh, now we have a, we have a wide variety of of backgrounds here and some of you come from a, a Baptist tradition and a Methodist tradition um, some of you are from a charismatic tradition we have some Nazarenes we have we have all sorts of people from incorrect traditions all the all I'm just a joke all across the the auditorium and we are um, so thankful for your presence here you offer new perspectives to us, that we didn't have before, um, and we're, we're just we're so thankful for you. But I grew up in a tradition where um, it, it was it was good, but um, it was it was really focused on following some rules. And I say some rules because I wanted to follow all the rules, but there were some rules who were they were very uh, important. You you needed to follow those rules. You know, don't try walking in this place. With a harmonica that's straight across, you can get around one, but not one that's chromatic. It has to be chromatic. Can't have pentatonic scales. I don't. That's funny. I don't care. You're wrong. But there. So there were some rules, you know, about worship and about how what you could do and what you couldn't do, and um, and those rules are what made us us. Ever been to an A and M game, a football game? I have, and it's fun. Um, it's not that fun. I went the first time I ever went to an A and M game. I was uh, I was with some one of my elders was a, was a graduate of A and M, or an, he was he was a very proud A and M fan. They were much more tolerable than the Texas fans, and I went with him to an AM game. When I lived in Texas, and uh, he, he was he, his seat. The seat he got me was in front of them, so I was sitting next to a rather large stranger. Just like not just a just a beefy dude was next to me, and I was noticing that everyone who had. Um, who had like they, they they got on the big camera whether they were giving a big check to the the, to the scholarship or they were um they, they were just saying hey I'm I'm here at the game and I'm being crazy they were all given a thumbs up I was like am I in the 1950s who gives thumbs up anymore like I nudged the guy next to me as I talked to strangers and said hey what's up with the thumbs up He said, oh, that's Giggum. I have another question. What's that? What's how We kill frogs. Okay. What's it doing here? It just didn't make sense. But the stuff that makes sense to them, I mean, you don't even pay attention to the stuff that you instinctively know. You You don't pay attention to the details of your tribe. Because you just know them. Uh, one of my favorite experiences was here uh, about a few months ago. Uh, we were singing, come let us sing with joy to the Lord, let us shout loud. And we all clapped. And Jenny goes, why don't we just clap once? She hadn't been here for that. She didn't know our rules. We clap once on that song. It's just it's common knowledge. You know what to do. So we we know sort of the instincts of our tribe, and someone else's tribe is usually, we'll usually often just paint them as wrong, no matter what. We like our tribe. They've actually done studies that people don't develop opinions first. They develop tribes, and then develop opinions based on the tribe they're in. It, it, we, we typically have our little group, and our group has its rules, and the rules of that group really affect our thinking. Paul wrestled with this a lot in his writings, because, uh, listen, I, sometimes the, the, the way he writes, he talks about law, but that's not what he's really talking about. At least that's not the full understanding of what he's talking about. When he says, so let's go to the the scripture here in Galatians chapter 3, verse 11. It says, clearly, no one who relies on the law is justified before God, but because the righteous will live by faith. Now, this, when he says no one who relies on the law, what he's talking about is the Torah, which is uh, what you'll find in Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. You'll find it again in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy actually means a second giving. That's the, what that word means, a second giving. It's the law given again. So you find the law in Deuteronomy, and you find it in Exodus, and Leviticus, and Numbers, and these are all the rules that make the people of Israel the people of Israel. And they were the people of God. And so he was saying, it's not you, the people of God, you're not justified by what you do. Now, good thing we've never thought that about ourselves. But typically, that's a joke, because we think that about ourselves all the time. We typically think that the bylaws of our tribe or the bylaws of our tradition or the creeds of our tradition are the things that make us, that lift us up. But they're not. The, that's not what has lifted us up. No one who relies on the law. Here, for the people of Israel, it's Torah, or it's the the law of Moses. But for us, it could be a lot of different things that we rely on instead of faith. The righteous will live by faith. Verse 12 says the law is not based on faith. On the contrary, it says the person who does these things will live by them. So if you live by the law... Your justification comes from the things you do. Which is crazy because the things we do typically are the things we've always done. Have you noticed that the worst sins are the sins other people have? Like the ones that really bother you, you never find when you're looking in the mirror. Or at least you never notice. See, what happens is we think that what we do is pretty okay. The way I do it is alright. But those people, right? Have you seen? And we're always excited when someone on our team shoots down someone on their team. Have you ever seen this headline on an article? It's not really. It's not just it's silly to call it an article. It's, that's a justification. On Clickbait on Facebook, they just want you to click so their advertisers pay them 13 cents. how it works. But it'll say this person threw down the truth on that person. And it's usually someone from your tribe throwing down truth on that tribe. Click. I want to see what they said. Uh, It turns out it was nothing. But the advertisers got their money. They're playing on your tribalism, and they're playing on the fact that you think that you're pretty okay, and they're pretty bad. That the people like you have always sort of done the right sort of things. See, I, I grew up worshiping a cappella. It's normal to me. Uh, after uh, we were, when I was a minister in Texarkana, uh, there came a point where they said, hey, you can't come back to this church. So we were going around to different churches. I got fired. It's common knowledge around here, and they think it's funny. But we went to, we went to a non-denominational church, and they had... They had instruments, and that was, like, I was at a place in my life where, yeah, yeah, I'm cool with this. I'm fine. Oh, why are they so loud? That guy can't sing. And the, the drummer was, like, flipping his sticks. I'm like, was that for God? I don't know. I didn't, I wasn't good at it. I wished I was. I wish my instinct was like, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those cool Church of Christ guys. Wasn't cool with it. I know it was fine, but like I was watching it thinking, oh, I don't like this at all. I was just accustomed to something. But the law kind of builds, but like our, our version of law builds us up to think that we're pretty good. And we're comfortable with that. We're comfortable with what we've always done. But notice our rules and regulations of our tribe rarely make us uncomfortable. They rarely ask us to change. Typically, what we think and what we've always thought and what we do and what we've always done are the things that our tribe is asking us to think and do. Don't ask me to repeat that. That was a hard line to get through. We're just, we're sort of settled in. And we, when we think, and look, that's fine. It's fine that we like to worship one way. It's fine that we, that we appreciate this particular style or this particular understanding or this particular way of reading the Bible, that we think it's a good thing. That's fine. But as soon as we start saying that that's what saves us, Paul is saying, no, the, the thing that makes you a tribe, that's not faith. And he's here he's talking specifically to the people of Israel. He's saying the law actually says you'll live not by faith, but by the law. Verse 13 says, Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, Cursed is everyone who is hung on a tree or on a pole or on a cross. He redeemed us in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Brothers and sisters, verse 15. Let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that has been duly established, so it is in this case. So he says, in in regular life, whenever we put together a contract, you can't come back after you sign it and say, well, here's the additions. So just as in human covenant, no one can add or set aside anything from a human covenant. That's the same way in this case. And let's look at the case. Verse 16. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say and to seeds. But to or meaning many people, but to your seed, meaning one person who is Christ. Scripture doesn't say the tribe is what will save us. It says Abraham's descendant will save us. And that was, as he points out, 430 years Verse 17, that was 430 years before the law came in. What I mean is this, the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise that God will send a descendant of Abraham to save us. Your church, your tribe, your people of Israel, your law, that was a di- that was added but what God said to Abraham in Genesis 12:1 through3, there's seven promises there that he says, you, you will find that there is going to one come one who will redeem the whole world. And if we think our particular version or our particular understanding of Scripture, is going to redeem the world, if we think our tribe is going to redeem the world, then we are taking credit for something Jesus did all by himself. We we can't take that credit. We can't claim that victory because Christ won that victory on the cross. Yeah, we're doing the best we can. And the best we can will never be good enough. But praise God that the best we can doesn't have to be good enough. We, our particular tribe, and this is the same way with the Galatian church. It's the same way with us. Thinking that our particular tribe is what's going to save us is is not healthy. For some reasons it's not healthy. One. It doesn't give any credit to God. Now we can sort of give lip service to God, but whenever we're getting saved because we're getting it right, then guess who does the saving? That's me. Two, it, it really hurts your ability to think. What I mean is this. If you think the way you think is saving you, you're going to be hard-pressed to think a different thing. Right? Gosh, there's kids in the audience. Okay, how am I going to do this? So there's a legendary Christmas folk hero that I was told that his existential qualities needed to be um, promoted... And insisted upon. All, or, or he would not be benevolent. I. W- it's a gift. I, w- and so. Until my, fifth year. Of of school. I defended with an adamant attitude his existential qualities. Because I didn't want the benevolence to stop. We do that with our church tradition. (laughs) Some of you are going to go to lunch going, I didn't know what he was talking about for two minutes. We do that with our church tradition where we'll say, well, you got to think this or you're in trouble. Well, then I better not. I better quit learning. What if you learn? See, when Jesus saves us, we are free. And Paul even says that later in Galatians, in Galatians 5, 1, he said, it is for freedom's sake that we have been set free. We aren't saved by what we do here. We aren't saved by what we think here. We are saved by what Jesus did 2,000 years ago. We are redeemed by Jesus walking out of the grave. We are redeemed by Jesus conquering death. We are redeemed by Jesus' sacrifice for us, not our sacrifice every hour for an hour every Sunday morning. If that is instrumental, We are redeemed. Oh, gosh, I can't. When a cell phone goes off, I just my mind, I just get teleported back to when I was in Texas, and there was this 65-year-old woman in the back who kept attendance for us, and her cell phone went off in the middle of the sermon, and it was a song about tequila and clothes and gravity. <laughs> It was loud in the middle of church. I'm just letting you in on my mind why I can't keep moving forward. She just sat there and was like, you know that's your phone. That can't be someone else's phone. Oh goodness. Ruby. Her name was Ruby. Look her up. But oh goodness. But we we are we are not we are not redeemed by our perfection. We're most specifically not redeemed by the perfection we find on this one hour. We are redeemed by Jesus. And our message needs to be exactly that. That it's not, he didn't, he didn't say your seeds. He said just there's one. There's one Savior. And this can really help you if you're just kind of getting apart, belonging to this church, if you're just um maybe joining us, trying us out. This group, we say this often, we'll fail you. We will. I I won't wave to you on the street. It's not because I don't like you. I didn't notice it. He didn't well, I'm sorry. I was trying to rate. I was trying to think what that movie was named, where Shirley Temple danced down the stairs. I just get a question in my head. I'm trying to think of it. Let my beta waves drive and my alpha waves handle movies. I. So, that might not happen. Your church will fail you. It's just. It's just going to happen. But that's fine. Your church failing you doesn't mean your salvation has failed you. Your church is an imperfect representation of the glory that we will find whenever redemption comes. And imperfect really bangs its gong sometimes. But every once in a while you get a glimpse of true kingdom here. Here in Everywhere else, but here, that's where I find it, is here. And I love that we don't have to get it right to find salvation. That means God gets the credit, and it means I get to learn, and I get to try to think about things differently. That means a lot of wonderful things. But it also means that whenever I fail that my salvation isn't done. That God hasn't let me go. Jesus didn't come to earth face persecution, crucifixion. He didn't get spit upon Wear a crown of thorns so that he could make our salvation flimsy. Our salvation holds strong. Even when our tribe doesn't. If you want to hold on to Jesus, and i notice you're not going to do it as well as he holds on to you but if you want to hold on to jesus this morning this is the time where you say i this i got to i got to make a change cuz the way i've been doing it stinks and i need a church i need a savior not in that order but maybe in that order Whatever you need from Jesus, if you need to be united with Him in baptism this morning, if you need to make a public proclamation of your your faith in Him, if, if you need to repent, maybe you just need prayers, or you need someone to listen to the things you've been dying to tell someone without being judged. Whatever you need this morning, please come forward while we stand and sing.
1: The fountain of life. It flow.
0: Good morning, and uh, if you're our guest.